This is Steve Hiles welcoming you to episode 31 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. In today's episode, we'll be talking about establishing rules and procedures for the classroom. But before we start, a word from our sponsor. Do you want to make a huge difference in the education of our boys and girls? Would you like to supercharge your classroom management skills? Well, if you're a brand new teacher, a student teacher, a teacher returning back to the classroom, or perhaps a seasoned teacher for that matter, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, the skills, you'll need to crush it on day one and beyond. Enroll now at TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. This will be a transformational experience, I guarantee it. Okay, let's dive right in. Jeff Petty brilliantly said, Good teachers don't deal with problems, they prevent them from occurring. Now what amazed me about this quotation is that it gave considerable thought to every seasoned teacher's class I attended as a student. The teacher never had to spend too much of their energy in dealing with routine issues in the classroom. And the reason for that is they have certain rules and procedures for students in the class. Don't take college students into account just yet. I mean, after all, they're more sensible people, and they know the purpose of their presence in class. But when we talk about elementary, middle school, and high school students, that's where teachers start losing sleep on the problems in the classroom. Rules and procedures are strong words and pose the dominance of the imposer. But in reality, they are here for discipline in any setting. Imagine why we have rules at workplaces, dress codes, time to arrive and leave, hierarchies. All these things combine to create a disciplined environment where everyone knows the appropriate way to perform simple actions. The concept remains pretty simple and similar in educational environments. But the rules are a little more flexible and teachers have all the control over how to enforce them. Ground rules are fundamental to order in the class. And order in the classroom is essential if effective teaching and learning are to take place. Here we will consider how to prevent problems from occurring through the establishment of appropriate classroom rules. Now, you can simply tell the learners what the rules are. You have complete control in this case. They are your rules and it is your responsibility to enforce them. By letting them decide the rules, learners have a greater commitment to keeping them This latter approach sounds good, but it's likely that the rules won't meet your perceived needs. Words like silent and respect and on time might be missing. Better that rules are agreed between teacher and learners and best that they are established up front. The age, maturity, size, and purpose of the group are important in this regard. For example, no mobile phones might be less appropriate in a classroom of six-year-olds than it is in upper grades students of age 16 plus, for example. Every teacher wants to have a smooth running classroom, but that's difficult to achieve when you don't know where to start. You know, as a new teacher, you might be feeling as though you're groping around half blindfolded with only bits and pieces of information rather than the whole picture. What you need is a vision of what you want your classroom to look like as a positive learning environment. Then you need to take that vision and use the first day of school to lay the groundwork for making it a reality. Rules, then, are about establishing a respectful atmosphere appropriate to learning. 
the major problem being that we live in a society where the individual is lauded above society. And it's all about me, me, me. Respect is a character trait in sad decline in the West, and it's interesting to read reports of higher academic achievement coming out of schools and countries, societies, where respect for others, the older generation in particular, is the norm. Agreeing to the rules together can be used as a good introductory activity with a new group. Posting your rules and procedures uh, keeps them handy for frequent referral. And actually having students writing them down helps fix them in the learners' minds. A well-balanced and mutually agreed set of ground rules should enable the teacher to prevent problems occurring in their class. The very essence of having simple rules like how to ask the question, how to disagree with your peer, if you have alternate opinions on something that's being discussed in the class, how to get yourself excused if you have an emergency, and why you should keep your phones off if you cannot turn them on. They should be on silent. These simple rules create an environment where teachers and learners have respect for one another. They develop a habit of clearly thinking before their words leave their mouth. Generally, we see students being rebellious towards rules in the class, and it's only natural at their age. Being in someone else's control is the last thing that they want to experience. It's up to the teachers to find a way to harness their energy and to maintain the decorum of their class. Now let's pause for a word from our sponsor. How would you like to have access to over $1,000 worth of educational resources for just the price of a small pack of chewing gum a day? Wouldn't that be awesome? Imagine having access to educational products, instructional videos, top-rated teacher podcasts, and articles for just pennies a day. And you know what the best part is? We offer a seven-day free trial. So what do you have to lose? Go ahead and check it out and take a look around. Go to myteachermembership.com. That's myteachermembership.com. I will be adding more products, more value, each and every month. You're going to love being part of this teacher membership community. Now, rules should be simple and easy to remember. They should be written up in big letters on a classroom poster or some kind of anchor chart to remind students. And they also should be written down as the class discusses what they understand by each one of them and thus be embedded in their brain as they are accepted by every member of the class. Moving forward, we're going to uh, discuss a list of procedures with brief details. Now, remember, these are not all of the possible procedures, but the most important ones. Okay. Um, number one, bathroom and water fountain procedures. It's inevitable. Kids have to use the bathroom and get drinks of water frequently throughout the day. Now, this can be disastrous if there is not a proper procedure associated with the process. During the first week of school, explain the bathroom and water fountain rules. Explain to students the procedure for asking the teacher to go. Times that are appropriate to go and times that are inappropriate to go. And expected behavior at both locations. These procedures should be taught as early as possible to start the trend of expected behavior. Number two, behavior management system. One of the most important things to teach children the first week of school is the classroom behavior management system and expectations. Each teacher has a unique behavior management system and expectations for what is acceptable classroom behavior. 
Whatever your strategy is for managing student behavior, it is important to start it as soon as possible in order to maintain an orderly classroom. Doesn't that make sense? Now, some teachers like to use green, yellow, and red cards where kids have to change their cards for certain misbehaviors. Other classroom management systems include clipping up and down depending on positive or negative behavior or earning points on an individual point sheet. In addition to these individual classroom management techniques, it is also important to explain any group reward systems you have, such as table points or a teacher versus students game. While introducing the rewards side of the system is important and a fun way to engage students, you also need to very clearly explain the expectations and consequences for your classroom. Number three, line procedures. Lining up is a procedure that happens multiple times during the day. Between specials, lunch, recess, and dismissal, students spend a lot of time lining up. Teach this procedure the very first day of school so that students know what to do. Then practice, practice, practice that first week to help students develop good habits. Before the year begins, consider whether you plan to establish a line order. If you've had trouble with line behavior in the past or want to avoid any potential issues with students fighting over where they stand, this is a good solution. Lining up the kids in set spots, typically in alphabetical order, is a good way to keep order in the line. This will prevent kids from fighting over spots in line and pushing to be the line leader or next to their friends. Spend a few extra minutes on line procedures the first few days of school, while it does take time. By practicing these procedures early and often, you can make transitions easier for the rest of the school year. Number four, morning work procedures. Now, I find this very, very important here. Okay, get the kids working and engaged as soon as they come through the door after, of course, you have welcomed them. Morning work sets the tone for each school day, especially if students arrive at a variety of different times. As students come in and unpack, you need some sort of task to get them focused for a day of learning. You might decide to use this time for silent reading or use it as a chance to do some spiral review for language arts or mathematics. Regardless of what you decide, it is important that you use this time to set the tone for the day. If you start the day with activities that create chaos, you can expect that chaos will trickle over into the rest of the day's learning. During the first week of school, you set the tone. Teach students specifically what is expected upon arrival and reinforce your expectations daily. And that's why I've always said that the first two weeks are extremely critical. You know, model, rehearse, and practice daily. Okay, I can't stress that enough. While your first day activities will likely look different, you can take time later that afternoon to teach the unexpected morning routine. And get started as early as day two. This can help build a routine that can carry your students through the whole school year. Number five, supply procedures. Crayons, paper, notebooks, rulers, oh my. <laughs> the supplies are a huge part of the school day. That's why it's so important to have a well-planned system for how students will manage these tools. It's very important that you establish supply rules and procedures to ensure a smooth process of using and accessing supplies. For example, 
You'll want to decide how many pencils students will keep at their desk versus how many you'll store and hand out as needed. In case you're wondering, three to five pencils typically works well for older students. You could bump that down to two pencils for younger kids as they tend to get lost more easily. Think about how you'll manage sharpening pencils. Can students just walk up and sharpen their pencils or can it only be used during certain times? Alternatively, you might consider having pencil sharpening be a classroom job. In that case, as their pencils become dull, have a dull pencil box that they can place their old pencils in and a sharp pencil box where they can grab a new pencil. At the end of each day, your pencil sharpener volunteer can take care of the dull pencils and have them ready for the next day. This prevents students from loudly sharpening their pencils during lessons and gives them quick access to sharp pencils when needed. Create similar procedures about the various other supplies used during the school day. I hope all of you who have joined us today have gathered some golden nuggets from this episode. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies on establishing rules and procedures for the classroom. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, super cool products, podcasts, and unadvertised bonuses at stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. That's stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. That would certainly be appreciated. Thanks again, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.